Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly video game show about video games. This intro just gets more and more exciting every week. I'm Ben, and with me here today is Dave. Hello, David. Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear, buddy. Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Dave, you have behind you, and the listeners can't see this, but it looks like it's probably just a normal office chair, but it kind of looks like a medieval torture device. That? Like with all the... There's like... Yeah, it's kind of like got holes in the back of it. It's kind of like steampunky almost. Yeah, it's a modern I don't really know what's going torture on there. device. Yeah, because it's got little holes in it so you can poke uh, like Bic pens. It's, it's like yeah. a corporate Iron Maiden <laughs> is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's what that is. Sitting in an office chair for eight hours a day is a type of torture, actually. Yeah, that yeah. is true. Oh, well, one of those, at least. Yeah. It looks very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's but why I'm not. It, it, it also looks a little bit kinky, and it's in a. There's a bed behind you as well, and I thought like, <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never, like I've seen a lot of things, but that's Ben's getting ideas, yeah. getting some ideas. The second last, uh, second last time I'll be recording from here. So, drink it all in now, boys, because uh, changes are coming. Times they the, are the times they are changing. That's, that's what right. I'll say. Brandon, uh, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm better now. I've had an awful day, but um, glad to be here. Okay, glad to be uh, done with my uh, daily obligation of working. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Cool. Yeah, that was very enthralling. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to give him my all today, boys, and okay. I'm gonna give him my all today. Brandon, um, can you remind yeah. me what you do? Uh, I work in a glass manufacturing, uh, plant essentially. Um, we fabricate glass. Um, and so I keep track of glass. I lift glass. I move glass. I email a bunch of people and talk to dozens of people. Dude, a day. I totally thought you were about to say I eat glass. Yeah, I wish <laughs> some days it would be less painful if I did just eat the glass than actually do the other tasks, I think. Um, but, um, now i mean how hard can it be you just you just like get some sand and put fire on it and you have glass True. like how hard can that yeah. be yeah i wish we made the glass that would be pretty cool <laughs> we just do things to it does yeah. it does it break a lot like have you seen uh, a lot con- of glass oh yeah constantly. constantly uh in fact one of the jobs uh is and i walk by it many 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 times a day is people just cutting these massive like 120 by 80 sheets of quarter inch glass or other thicknesses uh, some of it's very thick 
Um, it's like shower doors and stuff. And they just chuck whatever's left that they don't use into a dumpster. That's literally their job all day. And so at in one part of our, our building and the other two buildings as well, there's just constantly glass just like literally all day, every day. I don't know how they're not deaf. It's very loud when I walk by it. Um, but I imagine eye protection is a, is important. Oh in that job. yeah, dude, dude, I'm suited up. I'm practically wearing like modern uh, chainmail armor, essentially. Mm. Uh, these fucking thick ass gloves and all this cut resistant shit. So last week was really rough because it was boiling outside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and wearing literal Kevlar. Um, that's scratchy as fuck and the same on my hands and a turtleneck almost because it has to come up so my neck doesn't get sliced yeah and i gotta lift a bunch of glass all day in that shit and so do they so it's tough some days are tough but you know gotta pay the bills somehow so that's right well what happened okay i was gonna move on but i need to know what (laughs) happens to all the glass that gets broken and not used uh i think a company probably takes it out and then remelts it down remelts it down yeah Yeah. i would imagine there's there's recycling i was gonna say it it almost seems like it needs to be because that's all i mean is there really enough sand in the world to just keep making glass i mean come on can you find out can i find out yeah i'm gonna ask sandman himself uh, honestly no we meant about the word can you like call someone right now oh yeah live on the show I'm sure I can find out. Probably not live on the show. It's actually, <laughs> I'm clocked out right now, so anything involving work is actually temporarily left my mind until I clock in. Well, we're talking about it right now, so uh, it, it seems like it's already on your mind, so yeah. what's the harm in just calling? I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the HP Podcast. We talk about video games and our jobs, I guess, occasionally. Uh, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash handsomephantom. You can sign up there for as little as a dollar a month get ad for early access to the show and help support your boys and if you want whether you're a paid member or not you can sign up on discord at handsomephantom.com slash discord and hang out with us there talk about video games talk about whatever you want honestly i mean there's really no limits to it i mean i guess we've never had an issue where we had to set limits there are some limits if we had to set limits it would be a first yeah don't be that guy. don't be that the guy that makes us set the limits but other than that Come hang out with us, handsomefandom.com slash Discord. We appreciate it. Boys, we got a few news stories here. And I'll tell you what, when I was perusing the web, there were not many interesting stories. There were a couple that I was like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. But it's literally like it literally happened three minutes after you're done recording last week. It wasn't big stuff, but it was like stuff not really worth talking about. But I have a few here. Let's start with number one. According to a now-deleted post by a former employee of Virtuos on Reddit, the studio co-developing the upcoming Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is also working on a remake of a remake or remaster of the Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. The project, codenamed Alter, is said to use the pairing system, running the game on both Unreal Engine 5 and the Oblivion engine. I don't know how that works. We'll talk about that. The user claims that the game will be released at the end of 2024 or early 2025, depending on whether it's a remake or a remaster. And most of the development is happening at Virtuos's Paris studio. Apart from these projects, Virtuos is working on other games, including a project called Massive, which is an expansion for Amazon's MMO New World, and a narrative climbing game codenamed Ominous. VGC previously reported in October of 2021 that Virtuos was working on a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, which was officially confirmed by Konami a few months ago. So, Dave, I got to ask you first, your experience, if you have any, with Oblivion. No, and lots to unpack here in this story, but uh, one of the big takeaways for me was this um, possible remake or remaster of Oblivion. 
Because this is a game I've actually always had a lot of respect for. I've always been kind of interested in. Um, but it just kind of looks to me like a game that hasn't aged all that well. So to hear that a remake or a remaster might come uh, actually appeals to me quite well. Um, so yeah, this is the sort of thing I'd be interested in in checking out for sure. Um, whether it comes or not or when it's coming remains to be seen. But um, man, this, this studio seems to be pretty busy. There's a, there's a lot going on at Virtuos. Yeah, absolutely. Brandon, I know you have played Skyrim about 47 times now, yeah. uh, but have you ever played any of the other Elder Scrolls games? Yeah, so I bought the Game of the Year or the like Xbox Essential version uh, back in the day on my 360 of Oblivion in the hopes that, um, and this is in a post-Skyrim world for me. Oh, okay, so you bought it after Skyrim. I went back and I was like, man, I got to pay tribute. I got to see what this is like. Sure. And I want to be honest, boys, I had a really rough time. <laughs> so I did play some of it. Um, I did genuinely enjoy being able to jump and level oh, yeah. up a skill by just jumping acrobatics. Like I just was like, I'm going to jump for a couple of hours here. And I guess <laughs> I'm just going to be a little, a little prancy boy here. Um, prancy boy. But uh, no, so I limited experience with Oblivion. Um, the thought of this is very intriguing to me. Um, I don't know the details of what you said about some sort of dual engine type thing. Yeah. That's very strange to me. I don't know how that would necessarily work. Um, you know, because I don't understand the the intricacies of it. Um, but I'm definitely interested, like for sure. Um, I'm a huge Skyrim guy, as most, um, a lot of people love Skyrim. I yeah. mean, let's just be honest. Um, the memes will be flowing, I'm sure. But of course. Um, yeah, this is cool. I really want this to happen. Um, it seems like it is a little bit off. I mean, obviously, we're looking at potentially a year, maybe two years. Um, but yeah, this is cool. This is cool, and I would really, really enjoy this to finally like get a chance to play it in a new way. I would really want them to. I think I would want them to remake it. Yeah, I really do. I don't think as good. I I think original Oblivion fans would be satisfied with just a remaster, and I think that that would be good in and of itself. But I think to like draw the most amount of people in and to maximize profits. Well, maybe not, depending on how much work that takes. But yeah. I don't know. What I'm trying to say is I hope it gets some extra love and attention because it definitely feels pretty damn old at this point. Um, I haven't went back in a couple years, but um, would love to see it in a new light because I know there's like a huge amount of content um, yeah. and just love um, in, in that game. So I played Oblivion not right when it came out, but shortly thereafter, I borrowed it from a friend. Honestly... I don't even remember. I might have even borrowed the console at the time to the play the game on the whole console. The whole console, like he literally just let me. He wanted me to play it so bad. He what just a literally fucking friend, dude. I tell you what, Jesus his name was Christ. Brandon. Best wow. Brandon I've ever known. Actually, wow, what uh, a guy. <laughs> Get me in touch with this guy. We're gonna fist fight. <laughs> so anyway, I love Oblivion. Uh, <laughs> I've played it, um, you know, numerous times. And uh, then when Skyrim was coming out, so it was Mor Morrowind was before Oblivion. Yep. I did not play Morrowind. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to before Skyrim comes out, I'm going to go back and play Morrowind and Oblivion. And so I went back and played Morrowind. Turns out I spent too much time in it. Skyrim came out. And so I was into Skyrim. So I was playing Skyrim and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and play Oblivion. I didn't end up having it. Had to get it on the website called Guzex where you trade games. It was a whole thing. Jesus. Anyway. So I got I got Oblivion. I was so pumped to play it. I put the disc in. I played about 10 minutes of it. I was like, oh, God, I can't play this after Skyrim, even though I loved it before That's that and same. had and had played it like multiple times. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, the long story short here is I would be really interested in seeing Oblivion, but I don't know that my little uh, my little heart could handle playing the old version of it anymore. Right. After and I like old games, but after you've gotten one in the same series that's better, it's so hard. It's Dude, so hard. And the problem with that is that it's like it's even harder when the iteration up from Oblivion to Skyrim. Yes. The step up was so large. Yes. I think that's part of the problem too and why it was hard for me as well um, is there's just such a profound step up in a lot of ways. Right. Um, gameplay and graphically that it just kind of makes it difficult. The story is still there and I don't want to take anything away from that. But Right. I wanted to talk about a couple other things related to this and, and uh, Dave, we've talked a little bit about the Unreal Engine 5 and Oblivion. Have you have you heard of I, I've not maybe this is the thing that happens regularly, but have you heard of someone using dual engines in a game? No, um, this is odd. And what like as I was reading it, the first thing that jumped to my mind was the um, Halo Combat Evolved remaster or remake where you can yeah. kind of flip between the two. I don't think that's the case here, but I wonder if maybe if if you're making a remaster where technically the the bones of the original game are still running the show or like heavily involved in what you're playing maybe like that kind of makes the structure of the game and then you use unreal engine 5 over top of that to kind of gussy things up i don't know if 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 somebody listening is is kind of in the discord and, and has some technical knowledge on this kind of thing i'd be really curious to hear how that works um because that's really interesting to have two engines running at once i don't think it's something that happens very often but yeah it's odd. Yeah. But by the way, this is um, kind of related to what you said there. Um, we always tell people to sound off in the Discord, and that's obviously the best way. But I know for a fact that we have some patrons that are not on Discord. You're welcome to comment on those posts. Uh, I will see them and relay them to the guys if they don't see them. Um, but I just wanted to say, if you're not in the Discord and you don't want to be part of the Discord, that's fine. Um, don't, But don't feel like you can't still give your feedback if you want to. And we have had people do that and even send messages in the past. Um, so... That's a that's another way. It's just not the way we usually promote because we're all in Discord and we hang out there a lot. But anyway, uh, here's the next thing I wanted to talk about. And this is more just me putting a little bit of um, doubt on it in general, because. Uh, well, one, we have a studio that is not Bethesda making a remake or a remaster. That's weird to me because Bethesda is very controlling and proud of their properties and they should be and then the second thing is the person this according to this is a former employee of virtuos um says they're working on a remake or a remaster but doesn't know which one it is now i know that maybe they left before the plans were established and everything but that kind of makes it seem a little bit weird to me uh so i just wanted your feedback brandon on is this a credible rumor? I know they're a former yeah. employee, sure. but does saying, oh, it's either a remake or a remaster, which are two vastly different things. And also saying like, they're, they're porting it out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in agreement with you that, I mean, we never really know. Yeah. The gaming industry is, uh, you know, just completely ripe with rumors every single day. There's a new one. Yeah. Um, and this one would be really cool if it happened. But I am in agreement with you. There are some things about this that kind of make me question the validity of it. But did you hear that we bought IGN? Handsome Phantom? No shit. Yeah, that's a rumor I heard. Oh, my God. Spread that around. It's about damn time. Yeah. Uh, someone's got to take care of that <laughs> shit. Uh, no. Yeah, this is 
I don't know, man. I want it to be true, but I could just as easily see because some of the rumors nowadays are so fucking convincing. Yeah. You really just don't know. Um, and I don't really think there is going to be any way for us to know. I'm trying to kind of dissect what they said here to see if maybe something else kind of lends to the credibility, but it all seems kind of weird to me. I don't know. Yeah. The, the most credible piece about it, Dave, is that it was a former employee and that then they deleted the post afterwards, yeah. which if somebody's just trying to troll people, they don't usually delete their, uh, their, their work. Well, maybe that lends to the credibility sure. slightly. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is really just a rumor and we, tend to kind of stick away from this, but this one's extra interesting. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Dave, anything else to sound off about about a potential Oblivion comeback? No, I just, just to kind of echo what you said, I think you make a good point. I feel like if this was like a year or a year and a half off that they, the this this employee internal to the company at some point would probably know whether it was a remake or a remaster because those are two very different things. Um, and it probably would have been established at this point on top of that. Like I looked into this virtuos company a little bit cause I hadn't actually heard of it before. And they seemed like they, they were primarily a support studio. Like they worked on horizon zero dawn a little bit forbidden West. Um, and for them to be working on an expansion for new world, which would be a big thing, uh, a, a re- remaster for all three, um, metal gear games plus this like it kind of seems like a lot for for one studio i know they're they're a relatively big studio over three thousand employees but i don't know still seems like a lot so if this wasn't true uh i wouldn't i wouldn't be terribly surprised i hope it is because again I'd, I'd like to play this game like you guys but it does seem a little bit fishy when you start to peel back the layers yeah yeah it's it's interesting because there are like you know there are giant games that come out I remember looking at uh, when God of War Ragnarok came out. I was just like sitting there scrolling through the credits. I don't know why. I think I was just like stunned by the end of the game. And I was like, wow, all these studios I've never heard of contributed to this. So it could be a situation like that. Like maybe they're not actually making the expansion for New World, but they're creating the Bush assets for the new. Like, you know, it could be anything like that. And that's generally what these, a lot of these massive studios are bigger than the studios whose names are on the front of the boxes. Yeah. Uh, they just, and they take on more roles. They're, they're basically mercenaries um, for lack of a better way to say it. Freelance. Not, they're not artists for hire. Maybe. Yeah. They, yeah, they take work um, that other people need to, to outsource. So I, I don't know that I, I agree, Dave, that, you know, I doubt they're like fully making it. Maybe they're just helping. Uh, on the back end maybe that lends a little bit of credence to it too because I, like i said before it's hard to think that bethesda wouldn't have it at the very least a studio they're more associated with or one of the, the billion microsoft studios they own now uh work on it but um yeah i guess we'll see we'll find out hopefully it's true because like you said we all want to play this game and it'd be a lot of fun number two Digital Foundry have revealed that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on PC is essentially unplayable without an SSD. Now, let me back up for a second. When the PS5 was, this is, I mean, this is all my commentary, but this is this is my extra commentary that's not written. Um, when the PS5 was coming out and they announced Ratchet, they basically said that this game is doing things that you could not do without the power of the PlayStation's SSD. We've engineered this SSD to work specifically with this game. This game is only we're going to work with this. You can't play it on PS4. We're not putting it out for that. Like, there's no way this game could exist without being on a on a PS without being on an SSD on the PS5. And then they announced it was going to come out for PC and said that you could run it with a hard drive. So 
that's where we're at. When running off an actual PlayStation 4 hard drive on a machine just above minimum specs, that's PC specs, by the way, the game breaks down during its level shifting mechanic. The game's PC specs had drawn criticism as it does not require an SSD to run, despite being a central part of the original PlayStation 5's version's marketing. Apparently, I wrote this in there and forgot. While the game can technically run on a hard drive with minimum settings, it becomes near impossible to play without an SSD due to the extensive loading times and performance issues. Insomniac's community chief, uh, James Stevenson, cheekily acknowledged the situation on the Twitter. So, Dave, I wanted to know what you thought about the fact that they put out Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on PC and said, yeah, if you don't have an SSD, you can still run this. Now, it, it pretty much anybody who's a serious gamer it probably has an SSD, even if they don't know it. But, you know, there are people still running their main games off of off of hard drives. But what do you think about Insomniac uh, putting out a game saying their minimum specs are below what I mean? I guess it's technically possible, but it's not a good experience. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little shitty. I mean, if you even taking a step back and I think you kind of alluded to this is this was kind of positioned as a game that, um, you know, it was kind of in that launch window of the PS five. And again, I, I don't know if it was overtly said, but it was kind of positioned as like, this is only possible on the PS five. And then, yeah. you know, two years later it's launching on PC. Um, so that kind of sucks because, you know, I've talked about this before about how it kind of undervalues that purchase, that exclusivity that you feel, um, you know, when, when you're an early adopter of, of a console like this. So I don't know, I, I don't, I'm not crazy about that, but, you know, even taking it a step further into the, you know, the PC specs of according to the minimum specs that were posted before this game came out, you could run this game with a hard drive. Um, but as it turns out, maybe that wasn't properly QA'd because it just isn't the case. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of sucks in, in two separate ways. And I, I'm not crazy about that. Um, but you know, on, on the flip side, it just go to show like how technically, um, kind of superior and, and what a technical Marvel this game actually is like the way that it's shifting entire environments on, on like you know the the turn of a frame is is just goes to show like what insomniac has created like you you really need something running as fast as an ssd to run this game so um you know in that sense it does kind of showcase like what what a technical sort of achievement that ratchet and clank uh, rift apart actually was so i like that about it i like that about the story i will never play it on pc because i have a ps5 and that's where i want to play it um but yeah i feel kind of bad for people who looked at this and thought oh you know i can try that game i don't have an ssd running but turns out you know maybe somebody uh set the this bar way too low um so yeah kind of a shitty situation i i really don't like this new sony um the way they're just kind of making all these decisions purely on profit and and i know that's how businesses run but i i don't know i just it it doesn't sit right with me so yeah curious what you guys think on it brandon i know you've already played rift apart but are you interested in playing it on uh, a hard drive uh making the slideshow you know maybe it'd be a different experience for you <laughs> oh my yeah it would definitely be a different experience um i think dave said something that's important is um the way sony is now and how they're handling these pc ports um i think between the debacle that we have with the last of us 2 pc port um and this it kind of shows how um almost tone deaf in a way that Sony is in the PC space, which I guess doesn't come as a complete surprise, but with a company that is usually as diligent um, and PR focused as Sony in some ways, um, 
yeah, this just seems like a huge misstep. Um, I am glad to see that it's coming to PC. I think overall it is a net positive for gamers in general. Um, but I think them not thoroughly understanding something that seems so obvious to most people or people like us, I guess, um, just seems weird for them not to kind of acknowledge. Um, so I guess this is good overall. Um, but yeah, this is something we're seeing more often. I mean, um, games that are coming out on console, uh, you know, most people have lower specs on their PCs than you'd probably assume. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even games like Returnal requiring a certain amount of RAM, even games like Remnant requiring a certain amount of RAM, games like this requiring SSD to properly function. I mean, this is the reality we live in now. Um, and for them not to acknowledge that and be just completely straightforward with it is kind of just strange in yeah. my opinion. So I agree all around. I don't think I have anything good to add. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created pretty litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. But I want to talk about Call of Duty. Wow. Uh, not really, though. I just we, we This is what happens. When there's a slow news week, we get Call of Duty news. Oh, of okay? course, of course. The original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has temporarily temporarily shut down its servers on Steam due, a, due to a man due to a suspected malware attack. Activision took the game offline to investigate the issue after players reported potential malware spreading through hacked lobbies. The malware is believed to contain a worm that automatically spreads between players sharing lobbies on PC. There's been no official word from Activision on when or if the servers will be reactivated. Brandon, uh, as a, a diehard original Modern Warfare 2 yeah, fan. Absolutely. And also as a, a newer PC player. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I, I I don't know what I'm asking you, but yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, this is awful. This uh, this sort of thing. Now you're saying this is the, the one that came out in, I believe, 2019. Is that the one you're saying it is? Well, it says the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So I'm assuming that that's the one from like 20. 2009 the original okay it says the original well, that, in the article i read well that's even more unfortunate in this case because um i don't know if i mentioned this but i did play some of the original again now that yes. the servers have been fixed um i see on, on 360 on on 360 and on pc i'm pretty sure right right but you yeah. played it on 360 didn't yeah you? I, yeah i played it well on, on my xbox series yeah. x um but um that's even more unfortunate um because you know they just kind of remedied this issue these servers were having with not being able to get into games. Um, I went in and checked out a couple games myself and to hear that now that people are getting to re-experience these games that um, they're potentially having issues with being hacked is awful. 
Um, this is a problem that Call of Duty's always have had when they got older. I remember even years ago coming back to Modern Warfare 2 specifically <laughs> and getting guns that, like getting in lobbies that were insanely hacked. Yeah. Like showing me shit on the screen that wasn't even in game. Like Mario was I in Call of Duty. Yeah. not. Like, yeah. like years later, mm-hmm. I went back and I'm pretty sure that was when I was playing on my 360. So like, Call of Duties have this problem where when they stop getting supported as much, I don't know if there's, you know, if it's not getting monitored as much or what, but like things creep in, but I've never heard something to this extent actually like infecting. You know, I've heard of hackers being able to maybe wipe your game progress or give you everything in the game. Like I've seen that back in the 360 days, like unlock everything, get in the lobby, unlock everything. Right. You know, I've seen that, but nothing ever to this extent. So it's, Really, really sad to see, especially at a time when these old Call of Duties are almost having a renaissance. I don't know if you guys saw, but like in the top 10 of Xbox, there was like six old Call of Duty games (laughs) recently or something like that. The one day was that like some of the best sellers were these games that were (laughs) 10 years old. It's crazy. You know, 15 years old, whatever. Um, So that's really, really genuinely unfortunate um that people are just going back to kind of feel some nostalgia um and enjoy things that they once enjoyed that they now can um and then you know potentially being punished for that so um i don't really know who to blame i'm sure at the end of the day it's probably activision's fault for not you know putting things in place to stop this from ever happening um but yeah just a just a stinky situation in general really sad to see dave your thoughts yeah, why do people have to always ruin stuff? Like we we I, yeah. I oh, man. It was so nice. Like I'm just enjoying watching these YouTube videos of people like reliving their gaming youth in these like randomly revitalized lobbies in in Modern Warfare 2 and I don't know, it was just such a cool callback like watching people stream it and and, and again the YouTube videos and stuff like that and I don't know. People just have to come along and ruin it. Like, I'm not surprised that, you know, Activision had invested in those safeguards or kept them around because I, I don't know if they really saw that this was going to happen. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's people just see opportunities to install malware and screw with people and, and kind of, I don't know, take advantage of these situations. And it, it really kind of sucks. But um, I don't know. We're talking about it. So. You know, I, I guess the game is still safe to play on console. Um, so yeah, if you're listening, go play Call of Duty like the old ones because they're there and and people are having fun with it and and you can see sort of how the how the franchise has evolved and got worse and got better and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Let's yeah. let's not let this detract us from going back and enjoying an old favorite because uh, this is a really cool thing that's happened. These these games having new new life breathed into them. So don't hack. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah, don't yeah, do that. Real. Well, speaking of dickheads and hackers, number four, uh, Activision's Ricochet anti-cheat system has been actively combating cheating issues in multiplayer Call of Duty titles. This has been for the last couple now. The system takes a unique approach by engaging cheaters. And by the way, I mostly did this story because mostly just to like talk about hacking and cheating, but also because I wasn't aware of some of the ways they were actively like Dude, of how they would do it. Some of the ways. The- I'll, I'll get to I'm it. I'm sure you're going to read it. Yeah. it. It's crazy. The system takes a unique approach by engaging cheaters with countermeasures to negate their unfair advantages rather than immediately banning accounts upon detection. Recent strategies have included damaged shields, obstructing views, and disarming 
cheaters to level the playing field for non-cheating players. One innovative feature is the hallucination approach, where flag decoy characters are placed in the game and they are visible only to identified cheaters. This not only deters cheaters, but also helps gather data for analysis and future anti-cheat development. The Ricochet system also targets hardware-based cheats, such as the Cronus and Zim, extending its reach to detect and prevent cheaters against across different platforms. By continually gathering real-time data and refining anti-cheat measures, the Ricochet system aims to erode the undue advantage cheaters have had for too, far too long, providing hope for fair play in the Call of Duty community. And of course, that's never going to happen, but that's what their hope is. They recently announced a band wave that's targeted over 14,000 accounts within 24 hours. Brandon, I, I guess I'll go to you first again since you're the sure. you were you were chiming in here. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I I saw the article that they banned fourteen thousand accounts, which I guess that seems like a lot, but it's honestly, not. it's probably not it's compared not to the larger numbers of Call of Duty. Yeah. But I don't know. I wanted to. I kind of just wanted to talk about like I didn't even realize that that the uh, what do they call it the hallucination feature where they like think somebody's hacking or they know they're hacking, so they put in a fake. Mm-hmm bot that only they can see that they're shooting at nothing they're shooting at nothing so they're that kind of takes away nothing. from the fun exactly. of hacking exactly. if there is such a thing exactly. i guess there is because people do it and it's honestly in a way is very smart um because they are collecting data from these hackers as well instead of just like permanently banning them yeah. the second that it happens it is a good way to combat this sort of thing um and i don't think the main goal is ever to troll them but I think the big takeaway is that why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm saying I think it's a good thing, but I yeah. don't. I don't yeah. think that's necessarily why they're why they're doing it. Um, but I think it is kind of cool, um, you, you know, because for a while it was just like what you would just get no hit reg, like your shit just wouldn't register um, if you were a cheater. And they've s- s- uh, continually just kept adding to this. I saw this newest one and I thought it was awesome. Um, I got to actually look up some clips of people cheating online to see if I could see what this looks like in game. Well, I think it looks like uh, I, I saw a screenshot. It looks like a regular character yeah, completely. that they're shooting at, but then they're shooting and not getting the, Anything. you know, they're not getting, you know, 150 kills a game. Right. They're getting like 14. Right. So yeah, really cool. Um, and you know, for what it's worth, I think that call of duty has had a very large problem and they completely ignored it for a very long time. Yeah, they really did. Too long. Yeah. Um, and I still don't think they take it as seriously as they should. Right. But I am glad to see that there is some progress and something moving forward to help people that still genuinely um, are having fun with this series because nothing detracts more from an experience than someone who is unfairly um, playing. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know, that's just plain and simple. So, well, and I'll throw it to Dave after this, but that's the reason I stopped. I got tired of playing the original Warzone, not Warzone two even, but the original Warzone is it, it was at a time when hackers were such a big problem that I would spawn in and get sniped from literally the entire other side of the map, yeah, and not even line of sight, and they were still somehow able to like you know, I hadn't rendered in on their screen and they were able to kill me. And so I just got so tired of it. I just, I quit playing it and I'm sure I, I am positive. I am not alone in that. Uh, but Dave, I wanted to hear you mostly when you play call of duty, play on console. So you don't, you, you, this is one of the times when I think console is superior. You don't really have hacking issues there. Cronus. Well, so you said, yeah, I, I mean, there is Cronus, but when I, when I got back into call of duty um, with, cold war uh one of the first things i did when i started playing online was turn off crossplay. 
Um, yeah. mostly because I, I had heard of this. I think it was kind of at the time when, um, this issue was most rampant and Ricochet was just kind of in its infancy. And I also played a couple games and just noticed that like, I don't know, I was either shit or people were cheating, but I found when I turned the, uh, the crossplay off and I wasn't in lobbies with PC players, it, it, it got a little better. Um, and it's kind of sad that I have to do that because I crossplay should be a really strong feature. Um, you know, I think yeah. it's the kind of thing that that weaker games need to kind of sustain a, a player base longer. And Call of Duty doesn't necessarily need that. But at the same time, like if you guys are playing on PC, I should be able to play with you on Xbox or PS5. Um, so I don't know. Again, it's too bad that people are kind of ruining this, but I do like this approach one because it kind of fucks with the cheaters because, you know, they don't realize they've been caught like they still kind of play and, and the ricochet system is kind of screwing with them a little bit. Um, I also like it, too, because I think, as you mentioned in the article there, that it actually keeps them playing longer. So the ricochet system is collecting data on them and it's it's understanding better, you know, the ways and the tactics that they're actually using to actually cheat. Um it's cool too because I think like if somebody gets banned, in, in most cases they're probably just you know using a different email address or something, um, and they open a new account and and you know they're back cheating again. So by keeping them playing a little bit longer, I guess it kind of reduces that impact and 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 stuff like that. But yeah, in, really interesting approach, and I hope I hope they keep evolving this ricochet system because it, it seems to be working. I guess. Um, yeah, we, we got to get people to stop ruining this for everybody else because it's it's not cool. Indeed. Agreed. Number five. This one is the one I'm most excited about. This is a little bit old news now, but I want to talk about it anyway. Rumors and speculations about a possible Red Dead Redemption remaster or remake have been circulating and recent hints have fueled the excitement. Rockstar's website was updated with a new font related to Red Dead Redemption, indicating a potential announcement in the future. Additionally, a reputable Rockstar leaker revealed a new logo and codename for the remaster, hinting at an imminent announcement. The appearance of Red Dead Redemption on the Korean Age Ratings website further adds to the credibility to the possibility of a re-release in some form. Colin Moriarty, who, full disclosure, I personally work for, also adds to the excitement, claiming that the remaster is actively in development. While fans eagerly anticipate the potential remaster, it's essential to approach this news with cautious optimism. As Excuse me, as Rockstar has been hesitant in the past to re-release or remake older titles. Nevertheless, fans hope that Rockstar will deliver an exceptional experience with the remaster as August approaches the game. August is here. Shit. The gaming community eagerly awaits for any official announcement from Rockstar regarding the future of Red Dead Redemption. Boys, let's go. We need like there's no reason that that Rockstar would have these logos on their website that they would have named them like Red Dead Remake one or red dead one remake like in the file names and everything are, are dave are we getting come on are we getting red dead one remade let's I, let's see it i think so and i hope they they do undead nightmare with it too that yeah, kind of seems too. like it's you, you got to do it but um yeah i mean it certainly sounds like it let's just hope that it comes out in a better state than the last rockstar <laughs> remaster that we had because that was yeah. a little disappointing but considering that you know what this is and who we're dealing with when it comes to rockstar i wouldn't be surprised if this was completely outsourced again so hopefully it gets a little bit more love and care if this is the case um yeah because we all have great great memories of of red dead redemption one and um yeah this this would be cool hopefully it's happening and hopefully it's 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 good and it's got undead nightmare with it that would be that would be a lot of fun i'd like to see that absolutely brandon 
Yeah. Red Dead 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Absolutely. Red Dead 1 is one of my like top 10. Yeah. Let's uh let's see that remake, remaster. Yeah, yeah I would genuinely love uh, i still have not completed red dead redemption 2 yeah you can just leave now i've played probably equal to the amount of being able to finish one campaign twice yeah but i did beat red dead one and i did play Undead nightmare uh-huh. a lovely darling of a game absolutely um so good in so many ways i will say i am very nervous for this remake for the exact reasons that dave kind of outlined yeah um i think that they've shown that they are willing to um, take some of their most prized IP and completely run it through a shit-stained UI <laughs> yeah. and uh, AI, rather. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. I was really excited seeing these rumors swirl around, and let's just be clear. They are still rumors at this point. Yeah. We got a little bit more evidence than some of the other things we talked about earlier in the show that seem a little bit more concrete, but Guys, I'm very, very nervous because I, of all of them, okay, if you want to run San Andreas, which is the newest version of the last remake through, it's old enough, okay, fine. But Red Dead is not as old as that, and it's going to be super... Is it not? It's around the... Uh, no, yeah. No, it's San not. Andreas is definitely older, but not yeah. by that much, really. A little bit. Yeah. Visually, though. Yes. I'm saying. Yes. I'm a little nervous is what I'm saying. So I really hope they take really good care of this, but after having been burned on the trilogy, I don't want this amazing IP to be butchered. Here's my uh, thought. By a shitty, shitty, shitty um, remake. And, you know, the art style is so realized. Like, yeah. the game as is is so great. I want them to keep the integrity of the game intact and make it better. I don't want them to make it worse. And in a lot of ways, the trilogy was worse to me. Yeah, I I really do think, even though a remake would be cool, I really don't think they're going to do a remake. I think they'll do a remaster. And that's fine. And the good part about it is, like, they have the whole world built in that new engine already. I'm sure not every little bit and piece is built in there. And obviously the side quests and stuff like that aren't in there. And the main quest, but they have that. They have new art assets for all of those other characters, so they can just do a, a palette swap and and be fine. Not not literally a palette swap, but you know what I mean. I I think just being able to play it on modern hardware would go a long way. Having Undead Nightmare packaged in there would go a long way. Now, what I really wanted was for them to do that rumored, you know, Outlaws collection, which I still don't know if it was just a hoax or if some if they were planning it and then canned it, or if that is what this is. Uh, maybe they're going to do it in like two separate parts. I don't know. And uh, bring everything up. But the number one thing that Red Dead, when, I, when I've when i gone back to try to play it, or even just watch videos of people playing it, that definitely needs to happen, whether it's a remake or a remaster, it's got to it's gotta get the FPS bumped up. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard to get, like at the time, it didn't bother us, obviously, right? But now, looking back at it, I'm like, oh, oh jostling around that horse doesn't look quite the same in 30 fps and please for the love of christ don't put red dead redemptions 2's hunting mechanics into red dead redemption 1 oh yeah they made it so needlessly difficult i get that you can't just mangle a carcass and sell it for the same amount of money you got to use certain arrows and certain headshots whatever but just grinding, shooting wolves all day with oh, my I like pistol that. I love that. was amazing in Red Dead 1. Yeah. I could just go out on my horse, just 
kill fields of of, of, of coyote <laughs> and sell their pelts. It was amazing. And in Red Dead Two, I have to like actually, I have to actually hunt. Yeah, like I have to get the right bullets. I gotta sneak. I gotta, you know. So that's my one wish is because I love the hunting in Red Dead One. Yeah, and it was so awesome and so rewarding to get all the cash, but. Red Dead 2 kind of made it more complex in a way that I thought was way less rewarding. Brandon, do you love me? I do love you. Can you do me a favor? What? Can you finish Red Dead 2? I could try. That shit's long. I know. But you just said you've played it twice as long as... And also, (laughs) it runs like shit. No, it doesn't. A little bit. No, it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't run like shit. Mm, Have you played it on your PS5? I'm remembering it running like shit. I don't remember it running like shit, and I played it pre-release. Did you? Okay. And I maybe played I'll it after get... release and it was fine. Maybe I'm just talking. And now you have a PS5. I got to look it up. And it runs great on PC. I should just get it on PC. It's in, It's like 20 bucks right now. I should just get it on PC. It's in my Steam library. You can Steam share it. I'm going to play it on PC. That's how to fix all of this. <laughs> glad we found, glad we've resolved this. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I had to know if he, if he loved me enough to finish it. So. Dude, I need to finish it. <laughs> I know what happens though. I've, I'm, unfortunately i i have had it spoiled for me well it's been i know six I know. years now i know so for five years can i ask I a can i ask a larger any... question here fellas yes sure sure are we yeah. getting too many of these remakes and remasters uh, we've been for years yeah we've been for years it th- this is what we live in now and the same thing is happening with music and movies we can't come up with any new ideas we just pump everything forever and i guess that's probably happened for most of like modern society but it feels like more lately. I don't know why. Here's what I'll say. I actually think I prefer remasters simply to get it onto modern hardware. Remakes for the sake of remaking the game, make the game one more expensive and two, not everything you remember is going to be there or it's going to be a little different. And that's not always a bad thing, but I think the remasters, if solely to get them onto, even if it's just a port, to get them onto the platform you can play on currently, like, I think, can you even play Red Dead on modern consoles? Like the first one? I think I could pop in my disc and play it on my Series X. Oh, wait, it was a PS4. No, it was PS3, wasn't it? 360? Well, yeah, maybe on 360 you can. Right. Or on, on Xbox you right. can. At any rate, there's a lot of games out there that you can't play anymore at all. And if if they could just put them on modern consoles, right. even if it's a, a remaster, uh, I'm fine with that. I, I, I appreciate that. So I think we're getting too many that are purely cash grabs and not enough just to preserve the game. Because I do think that by and large, most everything going forward, at least with Sony and Microsoft, is probably going to be backwards compatibility. They've shown at least some initiative in those respects. Nintendo, I don't know, but who cares? Mario's timeless, you know, whatever. You can play the old version anytime. But for that reason, I'm okay with them because I want to be able to play them again and not have to drag out, you know, the the boxes out of the closet with my old systems to, to do so. But I agree that there are, there are so many remakes and remasters just for remake and remaster sake, like destroy all humans. While I love that game as a kid, one and two, uh, I only played one. I never <laughs> played two, but they did them both. Yeah, did and them both. there was, I, I don't know. They, they just looked better. And there were a few new things in them, but by and large, I'm like, we didn't need these. No. But it would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to play them on modern consoles. Sure. We didn't need them. So th- to answer your question in a very short way, Dave, uh, yes and no. 
<laughs> Boys, let's talk about what we've been playing. Brandon, I'm going to start off with you. It yeah. says here you've been playing Galgun, yep. Hentai Girls, and Minesweeper. Yep. Uh, I haven't been playing Minesweepers. I I far too much time wrapped up into the first two. Okay, got it. Um, and I, you know, I it's it's too hard to play with one hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Minesweeper's too hard to play with one hand. <laughs> That's impressive. It's literally a left mouse click. <laughs> Dude, I get into it. I get into it. I get into it. My whole body gets into it. You know what I mean? Did you fill these in, or did, did they do this? Oh uh, yeah, I definitely. Um, yeah. Um, thanks, hey, Brandon. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Uh, I've actually only been playing Remnant Two, um, mm-hmm. which I've been enjoying quite a bit. Yes. Um, I'm trying to decide where to start. This game is, and I, I'm going to chime in here with you too because that's sure. the majority of what I've been playing yeah. as well. This game is very interesting and kind of just completely out of nowhere. I will preface by saying I did not play the original Remnant. And in fact, I didn't even know the name of it. I knew the box art from seeing it like a GameStop or something and walking by it. Yeah. But I, I never played the original. Know nothing about the original and really almost know nothing about Remnant 2 until I, people started talking about it. I started seeing some of my favorite streamers play it. Um, and man, this game perfectly marries two things that I love very much. Um, shooting guns and Souls-esque experiences. Now, I've seen a lot of people talk about how this is not very Souls-like, and I would agree and disagree in a lot of ways. But essentially, Remnant 2 is a third-person shooter um, with randomly generated worlds um, that are bookended by story events uh, with boss fights and leveling. Um, So, yeah, it's really cool. It's one of the first couple Unreal Engine 5 games that we've gotten put out. Um, It doesn't really fully utilize... Um, a lot of the tech that's in Unreal Engine 5, um, like the, um, I can't remember the name of it, but the illumination tech isn't really uh, used in this game, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, but Nanite is, um, and that's super, super cool. We get a uh, really large, uh, vast amount of detail in a lot of these environments. Um, yeah, I guess this game is just really neat, man. It it marries the two things that I love. Um, and I've been having a ton of fun with it. I will say that um, as a drawback to this game, the procedural generation, albeit is very good and in most respects is exceptional. Um, I think that as I continue to play through the game, it will be apparent, especially after playing games like Elden Ring and all the Dark Souls. There's so much love in crafting every single one of those experiences. I will say that they do a good job for procedural generation's sake of making it interesting and beautiful, but nothing can replace the love and crafting of a world wholly. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I think I agree and disagree with that. Really? Because even though I agree, it I've never felt like any of it is janky or disorganized. Like I have now, so I've played in, and there's a and co-op is a big thing in this game you can play uh so i've played in dustin's world sure i've played in your world sure i've played in my friend justin's world i've played in lockmore's world mm-hmm. and i've played in my world yeah. so i've literally had five different worlds and of course everybody starts out you know potentially different potentially in the same world whatever that's that's another part of the the randomness to it and i've come across like i've been going through the the level the world and been like oh i recognize this area from my world or something but it, the part before it and the part after it are different. Right. And even though I understand what you're saying about the love and care in that, the fact that they're able to make them randomly fit together so well sure. is actually really impressive to me. Yeah, no, I'm 
I'm in agreement with you. I think that as far as RNG goes in level design, that this is some of the best that I've probably seen maybe ever. Um, you know, I think Deep Rock Galactic does it really well as well. Yeah. Um, but those are like my two bigs that I'm like, these are, well, Diablo does well as well. Yeah. So you just look at me weird. <laughs> I was um, trying to, yeah. Yeah. Was, but, but like, it, it doesn't, it's not, enti- it's less randomly generated than, yeah. Some. Yeah. But, um, Ultimately, as a whole, this game is very, very, very cool um, and excellent value. I saw, and we didn't really talk about it, but I saw today that in four days, I think they said they sold a million copies, which is huge Yeah. Um, for a game that I, I don't know much about the developer, um, but I'm I'm not thinking they're like the biggest developer. I don't think they're AAA. Right. Um, so one million copies in four days is like a huge accomplishment. And I think it is completely justified. Um, this game runs okay in general um it probably could be optimized a little bit better but as a whole exceptional experience um the story is fine i'm not much of a story guy if you haven't figured that out um but yeah i mean overall i am a big story guy and i would agree with you that it's just fine yeah it's it's passable yeah um but but the gameplay is so good it makes up for it the gameplay is amazing and that's something that's super key in these difficult games is for the game to feel good and that's where a lot of the imitators of these style of games fall short yeah this feels great and on mouse and keyboard plays like a dream and i'll say even even controller i've been playing on controller on my pc and uh yeah, I I actually I started out playing on mouse and keyboard, and one day my computer was pl- or my key- keyboard was plugged. My God, my <laughs> controller was plugged into my computer, and without thinking, because I was using it to play Dave the Diver, and right. without thinking, I just picked it up and started playing. And I realized like half an hour into it, I'm like, oh shit, I haven't. This is the first time I played on controller, and it just feels so natural. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, out of nowhere, really really cool. Would suggest it for anyone who's looking for a challenge. Um, yeah, it just looks good. It plays good. There are some quirks about it. I yeah. I, I will say every, everything isn't completely ironed out, but as a whole, it is a really, really good value and a complete surprise for me this year, just out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I barely knew of the existence how, of the first game. How much was it, Brendan? I think it was 50. Okay. Uh, full disclosure, I, I got. Think... I did get this sent to me from my YouTube channel, I, and I said, hey, can I... Um, can I play this? Or can I, I'm not going to make a video. Can I? Can I use it for the podcast? And they said yes. So that's I did not pay for it. So you could take my. It's fifty. Uh, you could take my praise of it with a grain of salt if you want. Yeah, but. I would assume it would be sixty on console, but uh, yeah. And even for console players, it's really unfortunate. I guess an, another big drawback is that there's not any form of crossplay. Yeah. Um, which really sucks for a modern game, but. Smaller developer, I mean, maybe there's some drawbacks. I don't know if it's something they're going to consider in the future, but we had talked about this before. I feel like once developers launch a game in a state, on occasion, but rarely does that end up changing. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the archetype system, um, because basically when you start, you choose an archetype, which is essentially just a a class. You know, it's a class of characters. And then, you know, you level that up. And as you go, you, you know, you progress each of those things. You unlock new skills. You unlock new attributes, etc. And then... At a certain point, you can choose to dual wield, essentially. So you can have two archetypes running at the same time. And you can change those in and out if you collect more archetypes. Mid-match. Yeah, like Even like mid-level, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. It gives you the ability to mix and match your play style. And 
there are some drawbacks in the sense that I think not not with the archetype system, but I think that like the types of guns you can get. I mean, the ones I've been playing with are very satisfying, but I look at all the other gun options and I'm like, yeah, this isn't really appealing to me. Right. And then I look at all the different armor collections that you can get that you can that you can actually purchase, not the ones you earn in like the levels. And they're not really appealing to me. And when you do get one, you could basically upgrade it and upgrade all the stats, but that's about it. Like you can add a mod onto it and you know, pretty much that's it. You can't sell your old weapons. You can't sell your old gear. And not that you need to be able to do that, but like it is kind of a resource heavy game. I feel like like there's a lot of times where I'm like, wow, I I've been playing for four hours and I still don't have enough of this scrap to, to buy right. that thing I want. So there are some drawbacks there. Um, I think that one of the big strengths and drawbacks to it is that, like I said, I've played certain parts of this game in five different people's you know world. And when you go into their world, like you keep everything you earn in there. You don't keep the progress in that world, but you keep everything you earn in there. Unless So unless you're playing on yours, uh, you don't get progression in that world necessarily. But you get like, so I'm like super over leveled right now because I think like I've played the game for 20 hours and I probably have only played like eight in my own world, which is um. so like I go up against a, a boss and I'm like, that, that guy's always been a bitch. That's what I always say. That guy's a bitch. He's always been a bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so that's kind of cool and disappointing. And the fact that like, let's say, you know, I go into uh, World X you know there's like five or six different worlds in the game i go into world x in my game and i have uh boss a b and c and then i'll go into world x in brandon's game and i have bosses a q and y and so like you may not even encounter the same bosses you may not encounter the same enemy types in the same world uh there's puzzles that aren't the same there's specific types of like upgrading upgrades and gear that you can't get in your world and you have the ability to re-roll it and lose the progress in that world if you if you uh so choose so that hopefully you can get a square of that world that um that may contain that thing that you're looking for uh, which you would only know about from other people or streaming or youtube videos or whatever um, but I, I think that's really cool that there's so much like I've played five different worlds and there's still stuff I haven't seen. Oh, absolutely. So like, I think that that is really cool, but I also think it kind of sucks because like last night uh, I was playing with our friend Justin and I was in a world that I've played multiple times and I was like, Oh, right over here. There's a wait, that's not here in your world. <laughs> like what's going on? Right. I know that's, this is exactly where that was. Right. And it just so happens he had a different square inserted there. And so like, that's cool, but it also kind of takes away from the playability, the replayability for me in a little bit of a way, but it adds so much to it because now you've got this whole new landscape to explore. Um, there was a part I was in where I was fighting a certain type of enemy and then I jumped into your game and that enemy didn't even exist there. Right. <laughs> in the same place. Right. And so like there's so much here to this and it seems very well thought out. And that's that's really cool. Um, I've, I've never been a huge fan of procedural generation in this style of game until this game. Yeah. I think it's done pretty well. I will agree that it gets a little old sometimes doing the same thing over and over. But uh, the fact that you never know what to expect. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's one of the better. Yeah, for sure. So I don't have a, I guess a, a, right now a whole lot more to say. I will say that I'm once I'm done 
like with the whole thing, uh, the whole story, I'm gonna, I want to start a new character. And I think some of the things you have from your first character will like transfer over. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that is yet, but I think that'll be fun if I'm still feeling the game after God knows how many hours I'm going to play it between playing with five different people or four different people uh, and my own world. So, I mean, maybe I won't do that, but that's my plan right now is that once I'm done with a full playthrough of my own to start a new character and see what kind of happens there. And I know you keep like certain leveled up things and everything. So it's pretty cool. I will give it very high praise for me uh, for a game. I didn't even know was coming out um, to a game that I'm playing pretty much every day. Yeah. Agreed. Brandon or Dave, you did, you didn't end up picking it up, right? I did not. We haven't talked about it because we can't play with you. So yeah, you suck. And that's funny enough. That's probably one of the reasons why I didn't pick it up is because yeah, the crossplay yeah. isn't there, but yeah, that that's uh, just to talk on that point for a minute. It's so disappointing to me because this game, obviously, it can be played solo, but it's like it, I feel like it's made to play co-op. The co-op's amazing, and it is really good. The actually. fact that a game that's so they focus, you can tell how much love they put into the co-op portion of it. To the to the extent that like there's buffs and stuff that give things to characters with you. So like, it's not just, Oh, this is a single player game, but you can play co-op. This is a co-op game that you can play single player. Well, well, do you remember the win puzzle? We had to do the one section of a co-op. That's right. Yeah. Literally some of like, like not, it, it was a two stage puzzle and, and it first... wasn't game progressing. It was just right. loot, but right. Yeah. The first stage of the puzzle was solo. And then the second uh, stage of the puzzle, you had to do co-op. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. Uh, We'll see as yeah. I go further. Absolutely. How it is. Brandon, what else? Anything? No, that's you, all. He's yeah, like, that's literally it. So cool. Dave. How about for you? Have you been playing Hentai Girls and Galgun? <laughs> no, just Minesweeper. <laughs> um okay. I've been <laughs> Oh, putting, that's where that came from. Yeah. I've been putting some more time into Gran Turismo seven and uh happy to report still no gold medals in the online time trials. <laughs> this week <sighs> was um I mentioned it last week, but I hadn't really put much time into it. It was the Red Bull X 2014 Junior F1 car uh, at Spa and on a wet track, which for anyone who's um, completed all of the uh, license tests, that that will give you PTSD. um, Spa on a wet track. track. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Um, But yeah, that's a really fun challenge. Uh, It was cool, too, because the Belgian Grand Prix was this weekend. So I mentioned a couple of weeks ago how it's fun to jump in on a time trial on the track that they're they're at it for F1 um, because you kind of get used to the track a little bit more and you have more respect watching it. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty good, but I don't know if I'm going to get a a gold medal. I think that this time trial expires today or tomorrow. So I think I might need a wheel, guys. I I, I think I need if I want to take this challenge (laughs) that I've set for myself seriously. Um, I need to get an actual wheel to get some of these times. The thing that I have realized that's so frustrated me. Up their Patreon subscription is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I've realized is, so the reason why this was maybe kind of a silly goal to set for myself, and I'm not going to change it. I'm, I'm, I've made my bet. I'm going to live with it. Um, you know, worst case scenario, I have to play Redfall. Uh, but so the time trials, like they set gold silver bronze based on your proximity to the the world best time and when you watch the way that some of these world best players drive these tracks 
like you can watch their replays you can load up their ghosts and play and see like how they do it and they are basically driving at the absolute like millimeter knife edge of the track limit so when you watch them go you're like he's driving off the track there and he's off the track again there and they're not driving racing lines they're basically exploiting every inch of the track which you know you kind of do when you're racing but i don't know so some of the the way you have to drive in some of these time trials, I think it just seems kind of silly. So yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep trying though because every week you get something different, which is what I like, and I, I just really like the game. So I'll, I'll keep everybody uh, updated as to how I'm doing. But so far, <laughs> two bronze medals in the bag, and uh, we'll we'll see how we do going forward. Um, other than that, I got an alert on my phone. Um, well, it was an email. Um, earlier this week about uh monster hunter um what's the mobile game called monster hunter i don't hunter. know, I don't I know. No it's, it's the new one that's game. coming out it's like the the pokemon go but monster hunter okay. oh yeah um, yeah yeah which i'm like i'm like really into like as an idea yeah. like i i wasn't co- like crazy about the pokemon go thing because i didn't want to like walk around with my phone and, and use my data and stuff like that. But for monster hunter, I'd be willing to give it a chance. Um, so that comes out in September and I got some promotional email about like pre not pre-ordering, but like pre downloading the game. And if enough people around the world pre-install it, then like they'll give everybody like a free gift at launch. Um, so that got me hyped up and I jumped back into monster hunter rise on my switch. Um, I try to get back into rise, uh, a little while ago, you may have remembered me saying, and I made yeah. the mistake when I did that of, of trying to pick up right where I left off in end game and I just got my shit kicked in and I didn't play it very much. So when I went back and played it this time, I, uh, I actually went back and did some of the village quests, which are like the really easy quest. And you just like you kill like the strongest monsters in the game in like five minutes, but you feel like a badass. but I don't know. Monster Hunter is the kind of game where like there is a steep learning curve and, and you have to relearn the controls, even if you put it down for a little bit and, and you have to relearn the kind of the attack patterns, of the monsters and stuff. So I did some easy stuff and then I kind of tiptoed into the end game stuff that I had left off and uh, yeah, loving me some monster Hunter. I think we're due for a monster Hunter six announcement like soon, they're pretty much done with support of rise. Um, so yeah, hopefully we get, we get a proper sequel to worlds, uh, at some point in the near future, because, um, yeah, monster hunter is, uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. And it could, it could do real cool things on, on this next generation of consoles. So we'll see where we Uh, go. But it's, it's interesting. You bring up monster hunter because Capcom said, I think it was last week or something in an investor call that they had a game coming out, uh or in development that was they anticipated would sell millions of copies and so of course many people assume that's going to be monster hunter um the sequel to world most likely yeah yeah so sorry the the mobile game is monster hunter now oh okay what else could it be they already have a street fighter i mean yeah there's not a whole lot else it could be to sell millions millions i feel feel dude if street fighter's already out of course that's an estimate but right but yeah I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm just missing a title, but I feel like that that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would love a world sequel. To be honest with you, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, um, and I agree with Dave. It would do amazing things um, on this next gen if they were able to do it. So yeah, uh, I have a feeling they would make that work on the PS4 too, though. Knowing yeah. them, yeah, you're probably right. 
for me, I've been playing a lot of Remnant 2, as I mentioned, and I also hopped into uh, a little old game known as Twisted Metal. Ooh. That's right, the original Twisted Metal. I hopped into it, though. They re-released it uh, for um, PS4, PS5 um, via the backwards compatibility thing, but I played it through the PlayStation Extra or Premium or whatever it is. And uh, I don't really have a lot to say about this game that hasn't been said. I guarantee you it's not as good as you remember it being. And also, at the same time, it is just as good as I remember it being. Uh, I played so many hours of this game back in the day, and it felt like such a gigantic game. And now I jumped into it, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of not a lot of content, honestly, yeah. for like a full price game, even right. for that time period. So uh, ended up getting the platinum on that and hopped into Twisted Metal 2 afterwards. And um, I don't know if I'll get the platinum. It was just like I was like two trophies away. Uh, and of course they make it super easy with being able to like you can still use the old cheat codes and everything oh, nice. uh, so one of the one of the trophies is like getting uh, finishing the game with every character and of course you uh, you can't use like the invincibility cheat codes and get trophies but you can use like the level select ones so i just popped in the last level and beat it with each character and got it pretty handily so that was a lot of fun and um that ties into i i uh i did watch the twisted metal series on peacock and it is not in any way shape or form good or a cinematic masterpiece but i'll tell you what it was a hell of a lot of fun yeah um i i don't think it's even necessarily good tv but it was just fun and it there were so many little easter eggs and some of them were a little bit ham-fisted and over the top but there were so many little easter eggs to the games and as someone who played i don't know the first four twisted metal games back in the day i want to say that like there was a lot of stuff i was like oh i see what they did there yeah um, they even gave Naughty Dog a shout out, which is funny because oh, you know they weren't involved in there. So that was um, it's it's true. It's actually unlike Last of Us, really didn't have a lot of PlayStation tie-ins. Uh, it, it definitely has more PlayStation tie-ins for sure. So been playing those, and uh, I don't know if there's any more on that program. I think Twisted Metal Black is available to buy, but I think it's ten bucks. Yeah, I so I, I don't know it. if I'll buy it or not. Do that. We'll see. That's actually where it's at. That's that's good. I'm pretty sure you yeah. 10 or 15. I bought it. Yeah. And I wish I wouldn't have gone back, but yeah. Um, that oh, ca- okay. That, that game is amazing. Yeah. Twisted Metal Black is, is always one of my favorites. So, uh, and then I Midnight Suns. I've been, I've been talking about this one for seven or eight months. You wanting, wanting to get to it. Yeah. It was, um, it was on sale last week and I saw, I got a notification that like it was on sale again and I was like, Oh, I gotta check this out. Where'd you buy? Well, hold on. Okay. I'm getting there. Sorry. The uh, the game had gone off sale and then they put the base game back on sale, but not the higher edition. I was like, damn it, I messed up. So I went to is there any and looked and Green Man Gaming had the legendary edition for thirty five bucks. It's normally over a hundred. Now, granted, it's you know, it's a little older and there's some price drops and stuff. But like normally if you want to go buy it on Steam right now, it's one hundred dollars. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to find it cheaper for thirty than thirty five bucks, probably for a long time. Like they're not going to put the gate base game on for less than 20, most likely for a while. Mm-hmm. So I just bought it and uh, I only played like maybe an hour, hour and a half finished up the intro. And uh, I'm going away this weekend and thought, you know what? Maybe I can boot this up on like uh, if I have any time on uh, what's the NVIDIA re- not reflex. The NVIDIA Steam program. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The cloud program. Yeah, yeah. whatever that is, whatever it's called. Uh, I'm sure I'll remember it immediately after this, but not a big deal. And uh, because it's turn based. So, you know, you can you can pretty much play it over whatever kind of connection you have. Uh, So. I'm glad I I finally bit. I was like, 
agonizing over it. I was like, it's $35, dude. Just buy it. Yeah, fuck it, man. You've been, you've been wanting this for almost I'm, a year. I'm positive it's worth that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, I just, I'm such a Marvel shill. No, I shouldn't say shill because I'll criticize it, but I'm definitely like a Marvel lover and uh, turn-based lover. So the first hour and a half was fine. How's your wife feel about that? Um, turn-based lover. She appreci- no, you go. She appreciates no, you it. Go. She likes no, the courtesy. You go. No, you go. <laughs> she likes the courtesy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Boys, I think that's it. That is it. That's it for the show. Dave, thanks for joining us. Brandon, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate you guys. Don't forget, patreon.com slash handsome phantom. As little as a dollar a month. That's 25 cents an episode or less, depending on the month. And of course, Discord. Hang out with us there over at handsomefandom.com slash discord. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. The HP podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsomefandom. The following patrons are at the $5 level or above. Toby Ryland, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Nuke Dukem, Derek O, Rainick, Christian Snow, Gravelicious, Benji Bop, and Johnny Waffles.